0: Hello everyone, welcome to Lambi Reads. For this episode, episode number 16, I will be reading about Acute Respiratory Infections A.R.I. Infections of the respiratory tract are perhaps the most common human ailment while they are a source of discomfort, disability and loss of time for more adults. They are a substantial cause of morbidity and mortality in young children and elderly. Many of these infections run their natural course in older children and in adults without specific treatments and without complications. However, in young infants, small children, and in the early uh, adult elderly or in persons with impaired respiratory tract reserves, Uh, it increases the morbidity and mortality rates acute respiratory infections ari may cause inflammations of the respiratory tract anywhere from nose to alveoli with a wide range of combinations of symptoms and signs acute respiratory infections is often classified by clinical syndromes depending on the site of infections, and is referred to as uh, acute respiratory infections of the upper or lower respiratory tract. The upper respiratory tract infections include common cold, pharyngitis, and otitis media. The lower respiratory tract infections include epiglottis, larynxitis, lingo, tracheitis, bronchitis, bronchiolitis, and the pneumonia. The clinical features include running nose, cough, sore throats, difficult breathing, and ear problem. Fever is also common in acute respiratory infections. Most children with these infections have only mild infections such as cold or cough. However, some children may have pneumonia which is a Major cause of death in less developed countries, measles and wolfing cough are important causes of severe respiratory tract infection. Problem statement Every year, acute respiratory infections in young children is responsible for an estimated 3.9 million deaths. Worldwide, about 90% of the uh, acute respiratory infection tracks are due to pneumonia, which is usually origin uh, bacterial in origins. The incidence of the acute respiratory infections is similar in developed and developing countries. However, while the incidence of pneumonia in developed countries may be as low as three to four percent its incidence in developing country runs between 20 to 30 percent. This difference is due to high prevalence of malnutrition, low birth weight and indoor air pollutions in developing countries. Acute respiratory infections is an important cause of morbidity in the children on an average, Children below five years of age suffer about 5 episodes of acute respiratory infections per child per year, thus accounting for about 238 million attacks. Consequently, although most of the attacks are mild and self-limiting episodes Uh, acute respiratory infection is responsible for about 30 to 50% of visits to health facilities and for about 20 to 40% of admissions to the hospital it is also a leading cause of disability including uh, deafness as a sequelae of the otitis media Pneumonia kills more children than any other disease, more than AIDS, malaria, measles combined. More than 1.1 million under 5 years of age child die from pneumonia each year, accounting for almost 17% under 5 death worldwide. Yet little attention is paid to this disease. Streptococcus pneumonia is a major cause of illness and death in children as well as in adults. According to the WHO estimate, about 1.6 million cases of fatal pneumococcal disease occur worldwide, mostly in infants and elderly. In addition, immunocompromised individuals of all ages are at uh, increased risk. Disease rates and mortality are higher in developing than industrialized countries with the majority of deaths occurring in sub-Saharan Africa and South Asia. Children who are poor, undernourished in remote areas are more likely to suffer from pneumonia. Moreover, only thirty-four percent of the children with suspected pneumonia receive antibiotics during 2012. Likewise, hemophilus influenza type B bacteria is estimated to cause three million cases cases of severe pneumonia and meningitis, and approximately deaths per year in children under 5 years of age. In India, in the states and districts with high infants and child mortality rates, acute respiratory infections is one of the major causes of death. ARI uh, is also one of the major reasons for which children are both brought to the hospitals and health facilities. Uh, hospitals records from states with high infant mortality rates show that up to 13% of the uh, in, inpatient deaths in pediatric wards are due to ARI. The proportions of death due to ARI in the community is much higher as many children die at home. The reasons for high case fatality may be that the childs are either not brought to the hospital or brought too late in india during the year 2014 about 34.81 million cases of acute respiratory infections were reported during 2014 about 2000 932 people died of ARI and 2,661 died of pneumonia. Pneumonia was responsible for about 18% of all under 5 years dead in India. Epidemiological determinants as in factors the microbial agents that cause acute respiratory infections are numerous and include bacteria and uh, viruses even within species they can show a wide variety of antigenic types the agents are those most frequently encountered in a normal populations the bacteria involved can also be isolated with varying frequencies from carriers and cause illness in only mon- a minority of the infected persons. The viruses that have been found in associations with acute respiratory disease are numerous. They are the primary cause of great majority of the respiratory illness. However, the severity of the illness is often determined by whether. Or not secondary bacterial infections occurs particularly in the case of lower respiratory tract infections the agents considered to be capable of acute respiratory diseases the age group more frequently affected and the characteristic clinical features uh, in bacteria um, Bradytella pertussis affects mostly and frequently the infants and young children and the characteristic features, uh, clinical features include paroxysmal cough, streptococcus pneumonia affects all ages and the uh, characteristic clinical features include pneumonia, lobar or multilovular. Uh, acute exacerbations of the chronic bronchitis and then virus like adenoviruses uh, endemic types 1 to 5 epidemic types 3, 4, 7 uh, mostly affects the young children and the older children and young adults uh, the characteristic clinical features includes lower respiratory febrile peripharyngitis and the influenza-like illness other agents like chlamydia type b uh, the most frequently age groups are the adults exposed to infected birds then characteristic clinical features include influenza-like uh, illness and atypical pneumonia there are so many bacteria viruses and other agents which causes these um, infections host factor small children can succumb to the disease within a matter of days case fatality rates are higher in young infants and malnourished children's uh, age specific mortality rates show wide differences between countries In general, rates tend to be high in infants and young children and in elderly in all countries although the age groups with the highest rates can differ. In developing countries where malnutrition and low birth birth weight is often a major problem, the rates in children tend to be highest. By contrast, in developed countries respiratory infections are only exceptionally fatal in infants but are commonly terminal in the elderly. Upper respiratory tract infections, for example, common cold and the pharyngitis are several times higher in children than in adults. Rates of pharyngitis and otitis media increase from infancy to uh, risk at the age of 5 years. Illness rates are highest in young children and decrease with the increasing age except in the third decade of life when young adults are exposed to the infections by their own young children. Adult women experience more illness than men. The greater exposure of women to the small children may be responsible for this. Under three years of age, boys are affected more often and more severely. Risk factors. Uh, many risk factors for respiratory tract infections have been identified. They include not only the climatic conditions but also the housing level of industrialization and the socio-economic development. In developing countries, overcrowded dwellings, poor nutrition, low birth weight and the intense indoor smoke pollutions underline the high rates. Local mortality rates are particularly affected by the extent of influenza epidemics. Studies in developed countries have shown that higher rate of infections is common in younger siblings of um, school-going children who introduce infections into the household. Maternal cigarette smoking has also been linked to increased occurrence of respiratory tract infections during the first year of life. Children from low socioeconomic status tend to have more respiratory infections. The infection is more common in preschool children attending daycare centers The infections tend to be more common in urban communities than in rural communities. Mode of transmission All the causative organisms are normally transmitted by airborne route. As most viruses do not survive for long outside the respiratory tract, the chain of transmission is maintained by direct person-to-person contact. And the developing better methods for early detection, treatment, and, uh, where possible, prevention of acute respiratory infections. In the best strategy to control acute respiratory infections, effective reductions of mortality due to pneumonia is possible if. Children suffering from pneumonia are treated correctly. Education of mother is also crucial since compliance with the treatments and seeking care promptly when signs of pneumonia are observed and are um, uh, among the key factors which determine the outcome of the disease. The recommendations by WHO for the management of acute respiratory Infections in children and the practical guidelines for the outpatient care will be discussed as follows Clinical assessment history taking and clinical assessment is a very important in the management of the acute respiratory infections Not the age of the child for how long the child is coughing whether the child is able to drink That is if the child is age uh, to, to, to uh, up to 2 months up to 5 years has the young infant stopped feeding well for child less than 2 months uh, has there been any antecedent illness such as measles does the child have fever is the child excessively drowsy or difficult to wake up if yes for how long then did the child have convulsion Is there irregular breathing, short period of not breathing, or the child turning blue and history of treatment during the illness? Physical examinations. Look and listen for the following. First, count the breaths in one one minute. As the children get older, Their breathing rate slows down. Therefore, the cutoff point used to determine if a child has fast breathing will depend on the age of the child. Count the respiratory rate for full one minute under the second hand of the watch, looking at the abdominal movement or the lower chest when the child is calm. The chest and the abdominal must be exposed for counting. Increased respiratory rate is of significance only if it persists. Fast breathing is present when the respiratory rate is 60 breaths per minute or more in a child less than 2 months of age, 50 breaths per minute or more in a child aged 2 months up to 12 months than 40 breaths per minute or more in a child aged 12 months up to five years however repeat the count for a young infant it's less than two months if the count is 60 breaths per minute or more this is important because the breeding rate of young infants is often erratic occasionally young infants stop breeding for a few seconds and then breath very rapidly for a short period then look for chest indrawing. look for chest enjoying when the child breathes in the child has enjoying if the lower chest wall goes in when the child breathes in chest enjoying occurs when the effort required to breathe in is much greater than normal then look and listen for stridor a child with stridor makes a harsh noise when breathing in stridor occurs when there is narrowing of the larynx trachea or esophagus which interferes with the air entering the lungs these conditions are often called crop then look for wheeze a child with wheezing makes a soft whistling noise or shows signs that break, uh, breathing out is difficult wheezing is Cold, but caused by the narrowing of the air passage in the lungs, the breathing out phase takes longer than normal and requires effort. If the child is wheezing, ask the mother if her child has had a previous episode of wheezing within the past year. If so, the child should be classified as having recurrent wheezing then see if the child is abnormally sleepy or difficult to wake An abnormally sleepy child is drowsy most of the time when he or she should be awake and alert then feel for fever or low body temperature then check for severe malnutrition malnutrition when present is a high-risk factor, and so case fatality rates are higher in such childrens. In severe malnutri- malnourished children with pneumonia, fast breathing and chest indrawing may not be as evident. As in other children, a severely malnourished child may have an impaired or absent response to hypoxia and a weak or absent cough reflex. These children need careful evaluations for ammonia as well as careful management. Then cyanosis is a sign of hypoxia. Cyanosis must be checked in the good light. Classifications of illness. First, child age 2 months up to 5 years. Classifying the illness means making decisions about the type and the severity of the disease. The sick child should be put into one of the four classifications very severe disease, severe pneumonia, pneumonia but not severe, no pneumonia, cough or cold. Each disease classification has a corresponding treatment plan which should be followed. The following guidelines are used to manage a child who is 2 months up to 5 years of age. Very severe disease. The danger signs and possible causes are not able to drink. A child who is not able to drink could have severe pneumonia or bronchitis, septicemia, throat abscess, meningitis, or cerebral malaria, compulsions abnormally, sleepy, or difficult to wake a child with these signs may have severe pneumonia resulting in hypoxia, sepsis, cerebral malaria, or meningitis. Meningitis can develop as the complications of pneumonia or it can occur on its own. Stridor in calm child, if a child has stidor, stridor, stridor. When calm, the child may be in danger of life-threatening obstructions of the airway from swelling of larynx, trachea, or epiglottis. Severe malnutrition A severely malnourished child is at high risk of developing and dying from pneumonia. In addition, the child may not show typical signs of the illness. A child who is classified as having severe disease is very ill and should be referred urgently to a hospital. Management of very severe disease. Signs no, Not able to drink, convulsion, uh, abnormally sleepy, or difficult to wake, stridor in calm child, or severe malnutrition. Uh, It is classified as a very severe disease, the treatment includes referring urgently to the hospital, giving first dose of an antibiotic, treating the fever if present, then treating wheezing if present. If cerebral malaria is possible, give an anti-malarial. Severe Pneumonia The most important signs to consider when deciding if the child has pneumonia are the child's respiratory rate and whether or not there is chest indrawing. A child with chest indrawing may not have fast breathing if the child becomes exhausted and if the effort needed to expand the lung is too great then the breathing slows down in such cases chest and drawing may be the only signs in a child with severe pneumonia. A child with chest and drawing is at higher risk of death from the pneumonia than a child with fast breathing alone. A child classified as having severe pneumonia also has other signs such as nasal flaring when the nose widens as the child breathes in grunting the short sounds met with the voice when the child has difficulty in breathing and cyanosis a dark bluish or purplish coloration of the skin caused by hypoxia. Some children with chest in drawing also have wheezing. Children who have chest indrawing and a first episode of wheezing often have severe pneumonia. However, children with chest indrawing and recurrent wheezing most often do not have severe pneumonia. Chest indrawing in these children is caused by the asthmatic conditions. Therefore, they must be assessed before deciding the line of treatment. Pneumonia. Not severe. A child who has fast breathing and no chest in drawing is classified as having pneumonia, not severe. Uh, most children are classified in this category if they are brought early for treatment. No pneumonia. Only cough or cold. Most children with a cough or difficult breathing do not have any danger signs or signs of pneumonia that is just enjoying or fast breathing. These uh, children have a simple cough or cold. They are classified as having no um, pneumonia cough or cold. They do not need any antibiotics. Majority of such cases are viral infections where antibiotics are not effective. Normally, a child with cold will get better within one to two weeks. However, a child with chronic cough lasting more than 30 days may have tuberculosis, asthma, whooping cough, or some other problem. Refer the child with chronic cough for further investigation. The treatment of the three classifications. First, um, for severe pneumonia, uh, uh, referring urgently to hospital, then giving first dose of an antibiotic, uh, uh, treating fever if present, then treating wheezing if present. If referable, is not feasible. Uh, Treating with a, with an antibiotic is done and followed closely. For pneumonia, not severe, uh, the treatment involves advising the mother to give home care, then giving an antibiotic. Treating the fever if present, then treating wheezing if present. Then the mother is advised to return with child in two days for assessment or earlier if the child is getting worse. The treatment for no pneumonia, only cough or cold involves, um, if coughing more than 30 days, refer for assessment, then uh, assess and treat ear problem or short throat if present, assess and treat other problems, advise mother to give home care, then treating the fever if present, and treat wheezing if present. A child who is taking an antibiotic for pneumonia is reassessed in two days. If the signs include not able to drink, has chest in drawing, and has other danger signs then it is worse, the, the condition is becoming worse and the treatment uh, for treatment we refer urgently to the hospital. If the signs and symptom remains the same, then uh, the antibiotic should be changed or referred to a hospital. Then if the signs is improving, that is, breathing becomes slower, then the less fever and eating better. Then the treatment involves uh, um, finishing the 5 days of antibiotic. Classification of illness of young infants Infants less Mm -hmm. than 2 months of age are referred to as young infants. Young infants have special characteristics that must be considered when their illness is classified. They can become sick and die very quickly from bacterial infections uh, and are much less likely to cough with pneumonia and frequently have only non-specific signs such as poor feeding fever or low body temperature further mild chest in drawing in is normal in young infants because their chest wall uh, bones are soft the presence of these characteristics means that they will be classified and treated differently from older children Many of the cases may have a dead risk factor of low birth weight. Such childrens are very susceptible to temperature changes, and even in tropical children, uh, climates, that due to cold stress or hypothermia are common. In, in young infants, the cutoff point for fast breathing is 60 breaths per minute. Any pneumonia in young infants is considered to be severe. They should be referred immediately to a hospital. Some of the danger signs of very severe diseases are Convulsion, abnormally sleeping or difficult to wake, and a young infant with these signs may have hypoxia from pneumonia, sepsis, or meningitis. Malaria infections is unusual in children of this age, so anti-malarial treatment is not advised. Stridor when calm, infections causing stridor, for example, diphtheria, bacterial uh, trachitis, measles and epiglottis are rare in young infants a young infant who has stridor when comes should be classified as having very serious disease stop feeding well a young infant who stops feeding well that is take less than half of the usual amount of milk may have a serious infection and should be classified as having very severe disease wheezing wheezing is uncommon in young infants and is often associated with hypoxia fever or low body temperature fever uh, 38 degrees celsius or more is uncommon in young infants and more often means a serious bacterial infections in addition, fever may be the only signs of a serious bacterial infection in young infants and infections may sometimes cause the body temperature to drop, that is hyper hypothermia. Uh, a young infant who is classified as having very severe disease should be referred urgently to a hospital for treatment classifications and the management of the illness in young infants a brief sum- summarization uh, if the signs involves stop feeding well convulsions abnormally sleepy or difficult to wake stridor or in calm child wheezing or fever or low body temperature this is classified under uh, very severe disease the treatment involves referring urgently to the hospital keeping the young infants warm, and giving first dose of an antibiotic now if these signs include severe chest in or fast v- breathing uh, about 60 per minute or more it is classified as severe pneumonia and the treatment involves refer- referring urgently to the hospital keeping the young infant worms giving first Dose of an antibiotic. If referral is not feasible, treat with an antibiotic and follow closely. Then, if the signs include no severe chest endowing and no fast breathing, then uh, that is less than 60 per minute, then this condition is uh, classified as no pneumonia, only cough or cold. The treatment involves advising the mother to give the following home care that is keeping the young infant warm, breastfeeding frequently, clearing the nose if it interferes with feeding, then returning quickly if breathing uh, becomes difficult, breathing becomes fast, then feeding becomes a problem, the young infants become sicker. for children aged 2 months up to 5 years. The standard treatment for childhood acute respiratory infections in India is as follows. First pneumonia, child with cough and fast breathing. Cotrimoxazole is the drug of choice for the treatment of pneumonia. Studies carried out in India have confirmed the efficacy of Cotrimoxazole to be similar to ampicillin, ampicillin and uh, proc- procaine penicillins and cure rates of up to 95% have been recorded. Cotrimoxazole is less expensive with few sites effective and can be used safely by health workers at Mm, peripheral health facilit- uh, facilities and at home by the mothers daily dose schedule of cotrimoxazole uh, for the treatment of pneumonia one tablet containing sulfamethoxazole 100 mz and uh, trimethoprim 20 mz is given twice a day and also half spoon of Pediatric syrup containing uh, sulfamethosazole 200mg and trimethoprim 40mg, uh, which combined forms 2.5ml of a syrup, is given twice a day. Then, for the age group between 2 to 12 months, uh, weighing 6 to 9 kg. Two pediatric tablets containing sulfamethoxazole 100MZ and trimethoprim 20MZ is given twice a day. Then, one spoon, that is 5 ml of pediatric syrup containing sulfamethoxazole 200MZ and trimethoprim 40MZ, is given twice a day. Then, for the age group between 1 to 5 years, Weighing 10 to 19 kg, three pediatric tablets containing sulfamethoxazole 100mz and trimethoprim 20mz is given twice a day. Then one and half spoon of pediatric syrup containing sulfamethoxazole 20, uh, 200mz and trimethoprim 40mz is given twice a day. In children less than two months, cotrimoxazole is not recommend, uh, routinely recommended. These children are to be treated as for severe pneumonia. However, in case of delay in referral, cotrimoxazole may be initiated. Cotrimoxazole should not be given to premature babies and can uh, and cases of neonatal jaundice such childrens when seen by a health worker must be referred to a health facility the conditions of the child should be assessed after 48 hours cotrimoxazole should be uh, continued for another 3 days in children who sought improvement in clinical conditions if there is no significant change in conditions neither improvement nor worsening cotrimoxazole should be continued for another 48 hours and Condition reassessed. If at 48 hours or earlier the condition worsens, the child should be hospitalized immediately. Treatment of severe pneumonia, chest drawing. Children with severe pneumonia should be treated as uh, in patients with intramuscular injections of benzyl penicillin after test dose, uh, ampicillin or chloramphenicol. The condition of the cell must be monitored every day and reviewed after 48 hours for antibiotic therapy antibiotic therapy must be given for a minimum of five days and continued for at least three days after the child gets well Very severe disease Children with signs of very severe disease are in imminent danger of death and should be treated in health facilities with provision for oxygen therapy and intensive monitoring as these cases require supportive therapy in addition to specific treatments of the pneumonia. Chloramphenicol intramuscular is the drug of choice in all such cases. Treat for 48 hours if the condition improves, switch over to oral chloramphenicol. Uh, chloramphenicol should be given for a total of 10 days. If conditions worsen or does not improve after 48 hours, switch to intramuscular injections of the uh, cloxacillin, and gentamicin. Pneumonia in young infants under 2 months of age. The treatment in this condition is basically the same. The child must be hospitalized, treated with cotrimoxazole, may be started by the health worker before referring the child if pneumonia is suspected. The child should be treated with intramuscular injections of the benzoyl penicillin or injection penicillin along with injection zentamicin. Chloramphenicol is not recommended as first line of treatment in young infants. Besides antibiotics, therapy for the associated conditions, if any, must be instituted immediately. The child should be kept warm and dry. Breastfeeding must be promoted strongly as the child who is not breastfed is at much uh, higher risk or degree. Management of Auri, that is no pneumonia. Many children with presenting symptoms of cough, cold, and fever do not have pneumonia. There is no fast breathing or no chest in drawing and do not require treatment with antibiotics. Antibiotics are not recommended for cups and colds because majority of cases are caused by viruses and antibiotics are not effective. They increase resistance trends and cause side effects while providing no clinical benefits and are wasteful expenditure. Symptomatic treatments and care at home is generally enough for Such cases the mother must be advised on how to take care of the children at home, (music) prevention of acute respiratory infections. Present understanding of risk factors of respiratory tract infections in childhood indicates several approaches for primary prevention in developing countries. Improved living conditions, better nutrition, and the reduction of the smoke pollution indoors will reduce the burden of mortality and morbidity associated with acute respiratory infections. Other preventive measures include Better maternal and child healthcare immunization is an important feature to reduce cases of pneumonia which occurs as a complications of vaccine-preventable disease, uh, especially measles. It is um, obvious that community uh, support is Essential to reduce the disease burden, families with young children must be helped to recognize pneumonia. Health promotional activities are especially important in vulnerable areas. Immunization Vaccines hold promise of saving millions of children from dying of pneumonia. Three vaccines have potential of reducing deaths from the pneumonia these vaccines work to um, reduce the incidence of bacterial pneumonia. First, measles vaccines. Pneumonia is a serious complication of measles and the most common cause of death associated with measles worldwide. Uh, Thus, uh, reducing the incidence of measles in young children through vaccination should also help to reduce deaths from pneumonia. A safe and effective vaccines against measles is available for the past uh, 40 years, then hemophilus influenza type B vaccine. Uh, Haemophilus influenza type B is an important cause of pneumonia and meningitis among children in developing countries. Haemophilus influenza type B vaccines has been available for more than a decade. It reduces dramatically the incidence of Haemophilus influenza type B meningitis and pneumonia in infants and nasopharyngeal colonizations by the Haemophilus influenza type B bacteria. Its high cost has posed obstacle to its introduction in developing countries. The vaccine is often combined as a combined preparations with DPT and poliomyelitis. Vaccine. Three or four doses are given depend- depending on the manufacturers and type of vaccine used and is given intramuscularly. The vaccine schedule is at 6, 10, and four, 14 weeks of age or according to national immunization schedule. In many industrialized countries, a booster dose is given between 12 to 18 months which provides additional benefits to limit burden of haemophilus influenza type b disease among children for children more than 12 months of age who have not received their primary immunization series a single dose is sufficient for protection. the vaccine is not generally offered to children aged more than 24 months No serious side effects have been recorded and no contraindications are known except for hypersensitivity to previous dose of vaccines. All conjugate vaccines have an excellent safety record and were tested, do not interfere substantially with immunogenicity of other vaccines given simultaneously. Pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine BBV23. For years, the polysaccharide non consecret vaccines containing capsular antigens of 23 serotypes against these infections have been available for adults and children over 2 years of age. Children under 2 years of age and immunocompromised individuals do not respond well to the vaccines. It is recommended for selected groups, for example, those who have undergone splenectomy or have sickle cell disease chronic disease of heart, lungs, liver or kidney, diabetes, mellitus, alcoholism, generalized malignancy, organ transplant, etc. In some industrialized countries like USA, it is routinely advised for everyone above uh, uh, age above 65 years. A dose of 0.5 ml of PBV23 uh, contains 25 micrograms of purified capsular polysaccharide from its 23 serotype. For primary immunizations, uh, PPV23 is administered as a single intramuscular dose, preferably in the deltoid muscles or as subcutaneous dose. The vaccine should not be mixed in the same series with other vaccines, for example with influenza vaccines, but may be administered at the same time by separate injections in the other arm. Simultaneously, administration does not increase adverse events or decrease the antibody response to either vaccines. Protective capsular type-specific antibodies levels generally developed by the third week following vaccination. Measure. Adverse reactions such as transient redness and pain at the site of injections occurs in 30 to 50 percent of those who have been vaccinated more commonly following subcutaneous administration. Local reactions are more frequent in recipients of the second dose of vaccines. Another type of pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine is PCV. Two conjugate vaccines are available since 2009, that that are PCV10 and PCV13. PCV7 conjugate vaccines is gradually being removed from the market. Both PCV10 and PCV13 are preservative-free and their recommended storage temperature is 2 to 8 degrees Celsius. The vaccine must be frozen. For PCV administration to infants, WHO recommends three primary doses, that is, the 3P plus 0 schedule, or as an alternative, two primary doses plus one booster, the 2P plus 1 schedule. In 3P plus 0 schedule, vaccinations can be initiated as early as six weeks of age with an interval between doses of 4-8 to weeks, with doses given at 6, 10, and 14 weeks, or 2, 4, and 6 months, depending on program convenience. If 2P plus 1 schedule is selected, the two primary doses are given during infancy as early as 6 weeks of age at an interval, preferably of 8 weeks or more for young infants and four to eight weeks or more between primary doses for infants more than or equal to seven months of age one booster dose should be given between nine to fifteen months of age mild reactions like erythema and tenderness to pcv 7 occurs in up to 50 percent of the recipient but systemic reactions are unknown revaccination is not recommended for those who have who had uh, anaphylactic reactions to the uh, initial dose. HIV positive and preterm babies who have received their three primary dose of vaccine before re- reaching 12 months of age may benefit from a booster dose in the second year of life. Inter- uh, interrupted schedule should be resumed without repeating the previous dose. When primary immunization is initiated with one of these vaccines, it is recommended that remaining doses are administered with the same product. interchangeability between PCV10 and PCV13 has yet not been documented. WHO recommends inclusion of PCVS in childhood immunization programs worldwide, particularly in countries with high under five modalities.